This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 422. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode we are concluding our Listener Choice December series with you guys controlling the dream true crime doc. It's all about balance. All about balance. You've had the fun, you've had the horror, now the real life horror. On this episode I'll be joined by my good buddy Darren Wilson. Uh, kind of a tradition now, this will be the third year in a row he's come on to do True Crime in December with me and we'll be covering your selection as selected on the Facebook group page Abducted in Plain Sight, currently available on Netflix the review of that doc coming up after the first break now before we get any further this is the final week of Podcast Under the Stairs in 2022 don't think we're leaving you short between now and Saturday the 24th, aka Christmas Eve, we will be bringing to you four episodes and one live event on the Facebook group page. What this means is your week will look something like a day's. You'll be getting today your true crime doc. Wednesday, the finale of a Russian roulette franchise retro on the Silent Night Deadly Night franchise. Ricky Morgan, Lee Russell join me to discuss parts 5 and 6. On Thursday, the very final movie club ever, with your reviews of Coherence. On Friday, we'll be doing a very special Christmas night in, that's Friday 22nd December, a Christmas night in party celebration at half past 10 UK time on the Facebook group page. If you're there and you've got the app and you're one of the first 20, you'll be able to take part in a special interactive quiz, we'll be running a Q&A, we'll be doing other fun stuff as well as drinking, so that'll be dropping on Friday live on the Facebook group page, and then on Saturday the 24th, aka Christmas Eve, myself and currently listed Scott and Liam from Scott and Liam vs Evil, that is subject to change but the vase will definitely be there, we'll be sitting down and doing a Christmas Eve commentary over the clusterfuck movie that is The Ledge. That's right, The Ledge. Looking forward to that one as well. Then we're closing the doors until the first full week in January. Now, on the Teapots Collective, you will be getting this week, by uh, Christmas Eve, the last Doing the Nasty episode of the year. So that'll be fun as well. And that's you fully caught up, ladies and gents. So uh, shall we do this? We're going to take a short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for Abducted in Plain Sight. When I return, myself and Darren Wilson will be discussing that documentary right after this. This is a test of the emergency podcasting system. Listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast. 
politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, legionpodcasts.com, the Psychosemantic Podcast. Mr. Birchold had such an effervescent, wonderful personality. We became very good friends. He was so engaged with the kids, too. I mean, he really was fun. and He could give me a great feeling about myself. I was attracted to him. Jan Broberg and Robert Burstold had an unnatural relationship. I loved him as deeply as I've ever loved anyone. My brother was always a sexual pervert. He always did like his little girls. Bert Schultz said, I want to take Jan out horseback riding. When she didn't come home, I was a little nervous. It was a nationwide search. Jan went with me voluntarily. They bring in aliens and mind washing. The mission was that I was to have a child that would save the alien planet by the time I turned 16. The Brobergs say the attacks still continue. If you're laying a trap for me, I'll kill you. His number one goal was to seduce Jan Broberg. And if he had to destroy the family, he would do it. There'll never be anybody for me but Jan. Never. And welcome back, ladies and gents. So it is tradition that the third and final pick on our Listener Choice December, we uh, balance the scales, because it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot, oh, we got Duncan to talk about bad witch movies. Oh, we got Duncan to talk about rare exports. Well, on the other side of that scale is some true crime, some serious shit. And uh, the last two years, I have been, uh, I've been very lucky to drag a man into my misery alongside me. It gives me it gives me a great amount of pleasure to do that. And he has agreed to return for his third consecutive year talking about the pick that you guys have selected. This year, by the way, is Abducted in Plain Sight from 2017. Joining me on the pod is one Mr. Dern Wilson. How's it going, Dern? It's going pretty well, sir. It is, it is good to have some traditions in this time of year. <laughs> Yeah, a year that uh, so, this time of year, which has no traditions. Yes, not no, at all. We need to make some traditions. <laughs> need to make some traditions between the two of us. Um, yeah, this is a weird tradition that we've started. I, I actually don't know how it started. I know it was a bit we talked tickled, and I don't know why I dragged you it into was, that. But I'm glad that you've stuck around. <laughs> If I re- I'm glad I stuck around too. It's always a pleasure to chat with you, however mm. we do it, and it's a little easier here with our voices than trying to just communicate through meme. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't sure at first if it was uh, a reward or a punishment, but I was very hard behind the campaign to get tickled to be the episode. This is it. Yep. And you said, "Well, you got to join me." Yeah. And I said. I'd love to, and we had that time, yep. and then ever since then, it's... Yeah, you didn't need the small of... print on the contract. <laughs> and the monkey paw finger curls. <laughs> and <laughs> and we watched Dear Jonathan, or uh, was that what it was the next year? Oh, God, last year was... Well, yeah. We watched Dear Zachary, and what was the other one? Dear Zachary. It was two, we did two, and, I think. Uh, 
Oh, uh, the serial killer in Oakland. Shit. Oh, the Grim Sleeper. Uh, yeah, the Grim Sleeper. Yeah, yeah. So we did that. We did two. I've I've just made it one this year because let's just do one this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you guys picked Abducted in Plain Sight. Now this one's been on Netflix for a wee while, and I would be very surprised if if this was your first time seeing it. For well, me, yeah. No, no, it is not yeah. my first time. Now, were you like me? Did you watch this because there was... Talking about memes. Uh, and this is a harrowing story, by the way. But did you did you watch it primarily because of the, the father figure and a particular story that was mentioned about him in advance? Or did you watch this cold turkey not knowing anything about it the first time? This well, I think I watched this the day after you did because ah. you hint you hinted a bit, <laughs> and I said, well, "Okay, well, I, I'm gonna go in." This very well could end up being a thing that we talk about on a dreary December day. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Could be an easy. Here we that. are. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. did become one of those things. This is one of the the ones on the cusp of the kind of now true crime boom that netflix has um that i mean they're putting out something every other week at the moment and the production quality is really really high actually in all of them to the point where i had actually thought well we'll get more content but you know there's going to be a lull in quality or subject matter but the director of this one here she has went on to like do a ton of stuff for netflix post this uh, most recently she did i just killed my dad which i would highly recommend and um, she did girl in the picture which i would highly recommend which is about as weird as this abducted in plain sight one um and yeah she also did uh, sins of our mother which is uh, the Laurie Vallow um, kind of mini-series thing that they, they did, True Crime-wise. Mm-hmm. And, and she's also worked on some of that Unsolved Mysteries that Netflix has brought back. So she's pretty much now, like, one of the Netflix go-tos for documentary filmmaking, which is kind of cool, because, like, Abducted in Plain Sight, it landed. It got watched a lot. And it's, it's a weird case. The, the thing that I have found in my time watching true crime documentaries in this kind of modern boom of true crime documentaries is that I knew very little about the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints or the Mormons as they're known. Um, And the more I learn about them, the more I've realised that, see the ones on the, like like the devout extreme ones um, are absolutely terrifying. Like just, just like plain old, like, beliefs that i think are in this the year of our lord 2022 um absolutely terrifying so and i don't live anywhere near them you live near them so i do i i have uh conversed with a few Mm -hmm. i have actually been to the belly of the idiot beast i've been to salt lake city have you wow i have on tour with my band uh we looped back through after our glorious two weeks on the west coast mm-hmm. and california and las vegas and all this other stuff we trudged our way back we went through idaho mm-hmm. uh where part of this movie uh takes place i think this is where yep the main uh the people lived yep that's right yeah and yeah uh and then we we did salt lake city after idaho and it was 
like a pioneer day which is like the mormon independence day oh, sort right. of thing it was like the day that they founded the city or some shit the day that so Mitt romney won the election down. yeah yeah well, he became president yeah, yeah, yeah that day <laughs> when Mitt romney became president of sister wife america <laughs> And but the cool thing is all the non-Mormons in mm. Salt Lake City have these gigantic parties. Yeah, we 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 played a house show and people were riding firework laden bicycles down hills. And, you know, we'd brought regular alcohol with us from California. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have to deal with that whole uh, I, I don't know if you got this part. You possibly you've seen the movie SLC Punk, but uh, they talk about the reduced alcohol laws in utah it's like half half the percent as the rest of the country oh i did not know that so the people that do drink would often go cross the border into wyoming or colorado yeah. or some other place and bring back regular alcohol yeah the good stuff and we had yeah and we just had cheap wine from california and uh in honor of that, I am drinking a little bit of uh, 19 Crimes Snoop Dogg <laughs> Red as we chat today. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, I'll send you a picture later. I, I will look forward to that. Got his face right on there. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, it doesn't surprise me that there's that a uh, disparity between you know the or the, the kind of the the ideals of the Church of Mormon being juxtaposed so violently against the, the other side of that fence, which is like extreme partying. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's that kind of like when when something becomes so not outlawed, but to the point where something is so kind of restricted, um, but not illegal that you know the other side of people that are not within that religion that live within that city are are gonna go the other way as almost a kind of a fuck you <laughs> i think that's mm -hmm. probably the, the right way to say it. oh but that that is a picture of snoop dog in a bottle there you go that's like that's a real thing there um and this is going to be my learning moment of today the more you know um so but yeah it's it's, it's a very weird place but specifically watched that um that warren jeff's um doc not that long ago on the on netflix as well fucking hell netflix um and yeah that that kind of really opened my eyes I, like i knew i knew a bit about warren jeff's i didn't know the extent of it but then there are other people that obviously have clearly just taken that and i believe there was one according to the last podcast anyway there was one that has just been sentenced recently for like a, a van load of child brides and i think his daughter who we slip in with as well and it's just like it's just all fucking wrong it's just like horrible and wrong and that's not what happens in this there is no there is no <laughs> parents sleeping with their child however there is like parents being i'll be honest terrible parents the, terrible parents yeah at one point like at the end she says i forgive i forgive my parents for their naivety and I was thinking, no, I would never forget. <laughs> like, <laughs> when you are a parent, technically you you gain responsibility. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's thrust upon you to be responsible, be extra vigilant, be extra careful. Um, and and both parents, terrible. 
Like, the fact they're still in a relationship together, fucking horrific. Or even if they are, like, separated, the fact they got back together for a time, like, fucking, they were clearly miserable. They were so miserable that one of them, like, kept ferrying their child back to this guy post the original incident and the other did give the dude a handy in a car. Yeah. And in between, they allowed that therapy. Yes. Quote, big, heavy, uh, heavy quotation marks. Or italics when I say therapy. Yeah, let's let's so let's get into this, right? So this is um, a doctor in plain sight. The the movie that you guys selected. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Fuck you. Um, extra sh- extra sh- shout out to Scott, right? Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Well, he's he's not going to listen. To it, but he will listen to it maybe when he's working <laughs> late. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Yay. Um, it's directed by Sky Borgman. Like I say, she's now, she went from doing, uh, I think, cinematography into uh, feature length uh, documentary filmmaking, of which she's won awards and, and is doing stuff, uh, not exclusively for Netflix, but it does look like she's doing a ton of stuff for Netflix. Um, and because the, the, it's a documentary, we're not going to do the old, uh, this is who's in this movie. Um, we are going to give you the synopsis, though. The synopsis is a twisting, turning, stranger-than-fiction true story of the Brobergs, a naive, church-going Idaho family that fell under the spell of a s- <laughs> psychopathic neighbour, that's one way of describing it, with designs on their 12-year-old daughter. Right. So... Like to, to condense this down, and then we're going to get into it. This is of like a story of a couple uh, of Mormon faith who move into a nice picturesque neighborhood, and there is a neighbor who also has a family, but he leaves them a gift basket on their porch, and he starts to visit, and then he's there every night, and what the parents perceive as an affection for their children like an uncle would and not like a pervy rapey uncle like an actual uncle would um, actually turns out to be a full on obsession with their 13 year old daughter who in this movie he abducts more than once so like, just keep that in your mind um, and I think it's the the levels in which he goes to and what the parents are brought into that is the the bit where you have to sit back and be like, holy fuck. Now this has, because it's a true crime documentary, um, <laughs> uh, in the modern day, this has been made into a um, like drama series, which I've not watched and I refuse to watch it because I think that's maybe the line I draw, right? The documentary, I get it, but then like let's let's go away and make something where it's and it's got that chick from True Blood in it as well, who I like. But I ain't watching it. Um, Anna Paquin? Yeah, she's in it. Yeah, it's like a it's oh, like a big okay. thing. So I, I have like, not heard of it, but I'm not also not interested in going deeper into this. Yeah, but it's, it's like it's like it's but to me the like once you've got the documentary, why would you want the kind of sensual, sensationalized dramatic retelling? The documentary's enough. <laughs> I don't need any more of that. And I understand from an acting point of view, it's compelling, but at the same time, no, no, let's not do that. Um, so yeah, this uh, this um, this became a huge hit on Netflix um, in terms of streaming, but 
the, the kind of big thing that is the takeaway on this one is actually shows you um, in a really, really concise and very eye-opening way how um, predators uh, can mould and manipulate people to get their outcome. And this it might seem like an extreme version of that in terms of how he tries to play the parents against each other, um, but that actually happens quite a lot. Um, it happens more than you would like to think when it comes to people grooming. Uh, there was that great documentary about the the uh, physiotherapist and the gymnastics team. Oh, um, I forget his the name. The gold. Yes. Uh, about the U.S. Olympics gymnastics team. Yes. Well, this guy here. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they talk about how he was he was doing he was basically molesting young girls on the team. But then he would also be working with like his local gymnastic teams and all the rest. And what he would do is he would systematically turn like parents against each other, like create conflict and all the rest, as a way to essentially gain the trust of of one of them who was obviously not happy, and thus manage to get away with allowances that should be like on like any parent's radar. Um, and this is what they do. It's, like, it's, a, it's a technique. Um, and I think it shows in this one, although you never get to hear this guy talk. This guy must have been one charming motherfucker, right? Like, out with for medical science to cure cancer or like you're the most attractive man in the world. I don't know how many cocks I would stroke off in a car. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? That's... Like, if an alien arrived and said the world's about to go, I would probably do it. If someone like if someone said it's for medical science and it'll cure cancer, I would probably do it. If it's a guy who is having a bad day and in his car and clearly sporting a woody and is like that, I need relief. I don't know how much would be chuckle and then his dick's in my hands. So I think I'd like, <laughs> like <laughs> we might want to call that naivety. I think that's more something else <laughs> yeah that's religious uh, sexual oppression that's, yeah. that's that part <laughs> like yeah it's like bob my wife's a bitch jerk me off yeah. okay <laughs> she's she's been a real bitch she's not putting out this month um go and go, go and do us a favor it's um it's and that's the it's the moment that really got everyone's kind of attention i think in this one kind of similar to the whole um the fire festival doc where the guys like the, the guys be like that, um, you know, like I, I basically I, I had a proposition to suck off a security guard to get water to a bunch of thirsty people. <laughs> and you're like, how bad was it on this island? Um, you know, I would have went down there and I would have taken one for the team to get bottles of water for everyone that needed water. And I'm like, that that is a friend. That is a loyal, loyal friend. But the like in the case of this one here i think the big thing that kind of and we'll go through the kind of separate incidents but the big thing that stood out to me in this one is like how adjusted she is as an adult like she's turned that around in a way which very few she's clearly haunted like still clearly haunted by it um and her parents to an extent seem haunted maybe not as much as they fucking should be um like, the fact that they got to keep kids after that in that house is fucking worrying. The fact that the police are kind of nonchalant, yeah, she sent her away again. <laughs> she was fucking 14. What do you mean she sent her away? She's not an adult. 
Um, this might be me using my closed-minded Scottish, like, like our laws <laughs> over here don't allow that. Um, but it's it, like the the fact that he obviously found a weakness in the parents' relationship, identified it very very quickly, and then started to set the groundwork in very fast and then escalated in what we perceive as maybe bigger steps than the parents did. They obviously saw that as kind of small incrementations on a theme, but from their point, uh, from an outside point of view, we see these as giant <laughs> warning flares. Every time something happens, it's just this giant warning sign that something is fucking wrong. And ultimately, the guy never really pays for it. Like, he, he spoiling the ending, although I'm totally spoiling the ending, as soon as he's convicted of, not the crime he should have been convicted of, by the way, um, convicted for breaking a restraining order, um, he tops himself at the age of whatever he was, 70-something. Um, you know, they commit suicide rather than go to prison. And, like, that, I think that's the... the the, the kind of biggest eye-opener for me is this is a documentary describing like this awful situation that when it came to actually doing something about it through the legal system, the guy managed to corrupt the legal system to the point that there was not sympathy, but almost some of these actions were, were like had a bad childhood, which I, I mean... I'm totally sympathetic with those that have a, a bad childhood and, you know, act out. But when it comes to abducting a child and, and then forcibly having sex with her, um, that's where my sympathy maybe stops. <laughs> Call me a hardliner, Darren. I mean, that's a healthy line. Yeah, <laughs> like, hardliner Duncan here. Uh, here comes the fun, <laughs> please. Um, you know what I mean? I, I think that's the, like, at that point, like, the kidnapping is, you know, when it happens more than once, when it happens once, it's bad. You know what I mean? When it happens more than once, maybe lock the guy up. Um, maybe get the restraining order then. I don't know. Maybe maybe not wait till late. Like, you can legally do that. You know, you can as parents. Um, it's, it's a fa it is a very fascinating... Like, I, I don't know. But then there's that Laurie Vallow thing, which is probably why um, our, our buddy here got to make that one as well, of there is, like, so many... And that's a much more modern story of, like, so many red flags. Like, like all the way along that story. And ultimately, it ends with two kids buried um, because of police ineptitude. Um, you know, like, family understanding, question mark. Um, yeah, a, a lot of that, which is which is kind of worrying. Um, I mean, so, so if we're breaking this down there, the, the first incident, which kind of threw me up as a, as a kind of what's happening here, is, like, the, the visits, right? I understand, like, a friendly neighbour coming round. If that neighbour's there, I'm, like, listen, I occasionally say hi to my neighbours. They may have been at my house once. If they were here every single night, that's a red flag. Yeah, yep. Everything's okay at home, Bob. Uh, <laughs> Why do you have uh, an erection? What's going on? Um, you know... <laughs> Do you need relief again? I hope not. Wink, wink. <laughs> he does have a he does have a wry smile when he's telling that story. A kind of cheeky, kind of that was a thing I did that I didn't think I was going to do that day. Um, but yeah, like that's a that's a warning to me. But the, I think the first one that really kind of the first one where I was like, no, this guy needs to go is the kind of reading the kids' stories and making sure they're 
in bed okay like the parent's job you know what I mean mm. like one of the things a parent mm. does but another parent from an outside family is just coming in and doing that that's creepy especially when it's like more specifically when it's kind of teenage girls that he's doing it with that to me is hauntingly horrific <laughs> so it's more it should be more suspect <laughs> it's not hey I'm gonna I don't, I don't even know what I'm gonna read to your kid in your living room yeah Okay, that's kind of weird, but okay, it's a common area. It, yeah, I, oh, man, it's a frustrating watch. Parents. This, you know what I mean? Yes, it's just yeah, and I mean, uh, we're no we're no strangers to critiquing uh, the harms of organized religion, oh, but that's oh. not wholly what this uh, this movie's about, but. There is, I don't know. I, I <laughs> it's well, they're both, they're both, the... they both come from a they both come from practicing Mormonism, right? Um, yeah, and they're very involved in the church. She does, I don't even remember what fucking word she used, but that meant that she does like the choir. That's right, yeah. So the, the, they're both, the well, they're both heavily involved, like both sides are heavily involved, and that maybe does. I think on some level you're right. I think there is a kind of sexual naivety that is that is born in with that that like this guy takes advantage of. One, the fact that the husband is clearly a much more timid person, um, and the wife is looking for a bit of excitement. Um, so when he starts manipulating her and bringing her sandwiches and then taking her away on a trip to basically sleep with her as a way to get to the child you know like that's his yeah. end goal is I need to get this child so I will start a relationship with the mother and that way if she gets custody of the child then she's here all the time but then he obviously finds that the easier way of doing it is just to get rid of the mum altogether and just take the child but the oh, so there's a bit of that that's born in on this but on the extreme side once again the kind of Warden Jeff's polygamy um, level there is this like idea within the devout inner circle of the more extreme wings of Mormonism that it is okay to have a child bride. It's okay to have multiple child brides. And that's clearly the bit that B, as he's known in this, and the fact that they all refer to him as B as well, as parents is kind of, you know, is this Beyonce? Like, why would we, you'll be, uh, what, what the fuck are we doing here? This guy's an adult and he abducted your kid. See the... Oh man, there's moments where I literally shout fuck off at the telly when this is playing like angrily and one of them is when later on she she apparently runs away, clearly hasn't run away, this dude clearly knows and then you get the recorded conversations of the mother and this bee guy where she's literally like just having kind of have you heard from Jan yet? Oh, oh, she's, you know, I think she's. she said she's earning money the hard way. Oh, yeah, that's a shame. And I'm like, right, one, if you're trying to beat him into giving information, you're fucking terrible at it, right? Or two, why are we even, why are we, why are we humouring this conversation? Why is the police, like, not all, why, why is, like, <laughs> why is this guy not taking it in a room somewhere down, right? The camera switched off, a phone book passed in, and then the camera comes on five minutes later. Tom Hanks comes in, <laughs> opens up the drawer. 
any fucking thing. Ah, uh, it's so and obvious. Still the, you know what I mean? The police seem even more sympathetic than the parents. Yeah. Because the parents are like, well, we waited about six days. Oh, man. The first thing the she first goes time. missing. They're like that. Well, you know, like maybe we should wait. And it's his wife. It's this Bob fucking dickhead's wife that's like that. Oh, we'll give them till tomorrow. Uh -uh. <laughs> like, he has my child. No, let's wait till tomorrow. He's not communicated. He's not come back. Like, let's say they're in a car accident there. Right? And we're just going to wait three days to. Like, it's just so. Like, I. I, right, I, I've never, maybe some people will say I'm not a trusting person. And you know what? That's fine. Like, I'll take that. I'll take that criticism. Maybe I worry too much. Once again, that's fucking fine. But this kind of lazy, fair attitude to one of your kids being away with your neighbor and not contacting and not being back at the agreed time. And then we'll just give it two days to see if they show up. It's so foreign to me as a concept. Whatever the fucking time frame it happened in, it's so foreign to me that like my head almost does the exorcist spin. Like I just cannot fucking believe it. Um, why this guy was allowed near the house after that is beyond me. Um, why he's allowed to, for therapy, this is what you alluded to earlier on, explain to the listeners, Dern, who have not seen abducted in plain sight, what he agree well what he gets the parents to agree under the guise of therapy so if if i remember it correctly mm -hmm. he i don't know how much he told the parents but the parents were definitely aware <laughs> that as part of his therapy to get rid of his urges to molest children yeah he gets to spend alone time yeah with their children yeah playing like phone sex recordings basically it's clearly phone sex like it's under the like it's if you were innocent then this sounds like you know listen to the crashing waves develop your body and touching like as all these sorts of things but if you're us then if you're of the internet <laughs> age where you can read between the lines really really quickly every second word has some sort of submissive sexual connotation and it's creepy as touching. fuck. So fucking creepy. I, I, it's like, I, I, like, but the, the parents are like, yeah, the the parents sign off on it, and it is just like, so. Of course. It's that it, like is, is maybe more at that point than any other point where I'm like, these guys are not fit to be parents. Like, like, like if they could be like duped on this level to that, I mean. It's, it's, it's horrific and he gets to do this for a while as he basically slowly manipulates her against her parents um, then kidnaps like so the kidnapping right kidnaps her tells this fucking 13 14 year old girl that aliens <laughs> cause Mormons Satan Zethra yeah um, are gonna destroy everything if she doesn't get married to him and Barry's children by the age of 16 or some shit like that. And, like, obviously she's, like, like she's been getting all this fucking message into her, she's impressionable, all the rest. She buys into this, and it's the it's a harrowing kind of side of this, of when she's back living at home, and she's, what, 16 or 17, and she gets to go away to, um... She gets to go away to, like, some, uh, like, drama retreat, and as she's away doing that, um, a couple of things happen 
that she thinks are telltale signs of her not being married at a certain age, being away at a certain age, and then the crashing reality when these things don't happen that she's been manipulated into. How she describes it as being uh, sexually molested over 200 times by this guy. And like the fact she's even fucking functioning is like a testament to how strong she is. But it's it's horrific. And this guy, once again, this guy got off with it and then eventually does a bit of time, not like sizable, like real time for anything, and then has his sellies who he agrees to pay a thousand dollars a month to, which clearly never happened, um, to burn down the father's shop um, as a way to get back at him, which, you know, obviously the family stays together in some way. Like, that's maybe the biggest fault I can levy at the, the documentary overall is that what you don't get is a real indication of what what the actual life was like in... Yeah, what the actual life was like for the family in the intervening years. We jumped from she realises things have been, you know, she's been duped to, like, her mum writes a book and she's now an adult. And we, we kind of almost yada yada through through bits to close it out. And it's maybe my, not that I want to, like revel in uh, the, the kind of mire and misery of a of a family but I think at the same time there is a there is a part of me that kind of feels like something's going on here um and uh, in a very very weird kind of way um I don't know it's, it's it's very 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 strange what's interesting about um like specifically Jan, Jan, the, 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 the kid that's molested here, is that she's all been in a horror movie that we have all seen. <laughs> and you probably didn't know, and she's fucking amazing in it. She's in the Maniac remake. Is she? Yes. She gets, she's the, the, the infatuations agent. The old woman who gets fucking brutally hacked to bits. Yeah. That's her holy shit yeah <laughs> like she she like she went she fucking like went and like kind of turned that um around and she she is in that one so for anyone that didn't know that i'm just giving you a little fact and a little detail that's blown your mind she apparently is also and i didn't know this until until we started recording and i did a little bit digging, digging around she's so the name of the mini series is a friend of the family right so um okay. that's the that's the one that's based on this story and she stars in that as well as a therapist right it's available on peacock right for anyone that has the peacock anyone that's got the cock um and it stars has colin hanks who i like uh anna paquin who i also like um chad hanks uh, chad hanks colin hanks <laughs> uh, chad uh he's american so he just instantly becomes chad um uh, he plays uh, Colin Hanks plays Bob Broberg um in that one and the mother is played by by uh, um Anna uh, Paquin but yeah so she's in she has, a, she has a small appearance in there but she obviously went and she's like turned things around she's really good in maniac actually she's fucking excellent in maniac but like she obviously went on to to do that and has done a bit of producing herself and kind of really she's like really positively pushed herself and made something of herself 
um, off the back of this like horrific event. But it's it's so bizarre. It's one of those documentaries that is is a water cooler documentary. If you know what I mean, like you watch this at the weekend, you go like at the like first day back at work on the on the Monday, you're standing over the water cooler. To, I saw this. You'll never believe what I saw on Netflix. And you try and explain it to people, and almost when you are doing the explanation, it almost feels well. They say the truth is faint, stranger than fiction. If someone was to pen this and film this, you'd be watching it going, "Well, that's not believable." <laughs> it's like it's to- that's totally farcical. Um, but yeah, it's, the sound it's, footage script does not work. Yes, that like, like no, the audience will never make that leap. Um, and then you you actually find out it's. It's kind of a true story. I suppose the last thing I want to touch on uh, is his last power play to get her, which is probably the most nefarious one. Um, gets her to write a letter, sneaks out in the middle of the night and runs away. And this is, I mentioned it earlier on, the parents have this kind of, we get all the recordings of the mum um, phoning up Bob or B um, to, to, to see if they can track down information or he'll slip up or say something in a call that they'll be able to hand over to the police to do something about it and um and this is like this is where police like every now and again the police do something i'm like finally um the police track him for about three weeks it's going on for months and uh, no sign of her he claims that she's hooking to make money um and the police start following him the police follow him to a phone box and he and a a, a movement of arrogance there is a yellow pages in the phone box which is open to a particular page with a telephone number written on it. And when they phone the number, they find out it is a it's like Catholic boarding school for girls um, in California where he has enrolled her to basically stay there till she's of age to marry him. And the parents yeah. finally manage to get her back at that point. Um, but... Even then, even then, like, 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 throw the key away. Like, I, I don't know how this guy ended up walking around after that. He's like abducted, forcibly abducted. Also, like, you need, like, sorry, without going no. off now. Like, like that. What school allows you to enroll a child as a boarding school without like paperwork to see you're the parent? Catholic school in the yeah. 70s. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a That's trustworthy exactly man. The one. <laughs> he, 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 took, he took the principal out and got a handy because uh, he needed relief. Yeah, hand jobs all around. <laughs> That's that's how he got the parents to sign those forms saying they totally let him take her the first time. Oh, man. That's, it's uh, baffling. That's how the, you know, the nuns are like, yeah. Oh, I totally believe you're a CIA agent. Yeah. Escaped from Lebanon. <laughs> we'll keep your daughter. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. <laughs> Just keep giving me hand jobs, Bob. Oh man. So oh. many fucking stupid adults let too many children get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um like some people and shouldn't yeah. be parents. Well, you know what I mean? I, I'm not saying people shouldn't be allowed to procreate. I'm I, I'm not the the the, the sex police, um, but there is a point where some people are 
some people are of a, of the wrong time. You know what I mean? And like the, the I think the believe, and I think religion has a lot to do with this. Um, once again, if you want to believe anything, believe whatever you want. I'm not here to tell people what to believe and what not to believe, but I think there is a difference between believing in the ideals of what religion says society should be and tethered against what is reality. And you need to, you need to, if you do have a belief um, in the good of all people, etc., you have to still be vigilant that people don't play the same, by the same rules. And these parents, both of them, both of them, um, clearly didn't understand that because it happens again. And she sends the daughter, this is the, the wife, she sends the daughter away to work with him at a camp retreat for a summer after the first kidnapping. After the first kidnapping, after the hand jobs, after the affair, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they, they sort of skip ahead. They tell us about some of the stuff and they're like, oh, wait, by the way, I was jerking him off in the car and he was feeling her up in a cabin on yep. their religious retreat. Yes. And he told, uh, what, he told the dad a couple days after he hooked up with the mom. Mm -hmm. But they kept, she said their affair lasted for about eight or nine months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we, who knows how many times the dad had to oh, God. give him relief for the stressful life of abusing his children. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, this guy, this guy kidnapped, abused his child, and then worked his way around the family. I mean, it's, it's in fucking scene. Absolutely insane and that's like they talk about that's dominance you know i mean that that from a personality trait is just not a predatory personality trait on top of that that is pure dominance that is i you know is not just to have the child but it's to destroy the family and have the child which is like i mean it's a in a lot of ways it opens up the avenue to have the child if the parents are uh, in a messy breakup and all the rest it becomes a stabilizing force you know um, that you know the the parents will need that assistance from him, and they they they, they then themselves lean upon him, uh, which allows him to get access to the kid more readily. It's uh, it's it's a horrific, horrific thing to think about. But the fact it did, um, and as long as it did, and repeatedly did, is is the you know it's the thrust. I mean, I I'll be honest with you, the the fact that either parent could be on camera. And, and talk about this without the waves and waves and waves of shame that should be on them, or they hide it really, really well, is... Because it's a kind of shrug, especially the dad more than anyone, it's a kind of shrug. You know what I mean? And he's obviously a mild-mannered person. He obviously is someone who is not in touch with his anger. Um, but there's a kind of, a, like, an almost resigned shrug at times, oh, he said this, and then he did this. And I'm like, right, how does that make you feel? Like, you know, understand, turn the other cheek. But how does that make you feel? Because if that was me, and maybe this is me projecting, that, like, rage levels could not be contained. Um, it's just very, it's very bizarre. It's very, it's just like, I don't know. It's one of these things that when it finishes, you're just kind of, 
huh, <laughs> you know, you're that guy from the, the gifts, the kind of confused guy face. I'm just like, oh, all right, huh. Um, it's so bizarre. It's so, so, so bizarre. Um, Dan, was there anything else the you most... want to say about this? Well, I was going to say, to add on to that, it seemed like the most choked up and emotional the dad got. Speaking of uh, priorities being all out of whack. Yeah. And speaking of the influence of the the church on these terrible decisions was when he was talking about cheating on his wife. Yes. You know, that's when he was even although there is that recording when, uh, you know, it's like, oh, you still want to marry him? No, I want to I want to marry him. He wants to marry me. That's all common stuff. And then the dad comes in like, oh, my God, are you OK? Yeah. And the one sister that was also molested. If I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they all were. But the one that remembered the trampoline incident. Mm hmm. Because that was a different sister, right? That was that's yeah, that's a different sister as well. Um, you know, talking about just finding him laying on Jan's bed crying. Yeah. But the only time in the interview was when he's like, and then he asked me to jerk him off, and I did. And that's the worst thing that ever happened in my life. Mm -hmm. like, Motherfucker, like, yeah, your daughter being molested at least 200 times is the worst thing that's happened. Yes. In my life. And, and those bikers what? against child abuse. Yeah, guess what? That protect the, the, your daughter the, the, now. Even close. Thump you. They aren't even close. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't even be able to make a mistake on that one. One is clearly, like, on a different level of trauma than the other. Um, so, I don't know, man. It's, it's fucking strange. It's a strange, strange, strange documentary. Um, and, yeah, for any anyone out there that hasn't seen him yet, Sky Borgman has done some incredible work. Uh, on the, the old uh, kind of Netflix side. I highly recommend Girl in the Picture, which is very much in the similar vein as Abducted um, in Plain Sight. You know, it's got a kind of similar similar feel, similar vibe, similar kind of plot twist. And um, I Just Killed My Dad as well uh, as another one where it's, it's, a, it's a few parts. It is a harrowing story. It genuinely is. It's another one where you'll be watching it and... The, the twist and turns, she's very good at laying the story out. Um, although she's now moved into that, I'm going to lay a story out over three episodes, which is the Netflix model now. Um, not all stories need to be three episodes, but uh, I Just Kill My Dad is, and it works in that one. Since of My Mother Feels an episode too long, uh, and it's very, it's another one that if you want to, like, if you think, well, it was of a certain time, and things have changed now. Uh, that Laurie Vallow stuff only happened in the last few years, and it is fucking horrific and uh, it's documented there as well uh, Darren it always feels weird to give a grade to a true crime documentary which is talking about misery um, but let's talk about how great it made us feel while we were watching it uh, the grades here are 1 hated it 2 didn't like it, 3 liked it 4 really liked it, 5 loved it I'll give this one a 4 I think this is a documentary, as a, as a way to tell a story, I think this does it very, very well. It's paced very, very well. My biggest criticism, like I mentioned before, I mean, it's an hour and a half, but my biggest criticism here is that I feel we gloss over, we yada, yada, yada over her acclamation back into her family, which to me is a very interesting story. Like that, I, I, That's the bit where I'm like that. How do you pick up your life 
and move forward that and clearly the family have closed themselves off to revealing too much of that or it's most likely in the book um, and they want to, they don't want to cross lines on that one but I would give this one a four I would I would recommend it like not like as a <laughs> like oh let's have a family night and sit and watch this documentary but if you have a morbid curiosity you're fascinated by the the things that people can do or manipulate other people into um it's a good example of that what sir are you giving this movie yeah i don't think i'd be able to say i loved it (laughs) but um yeah i i would give it a four it it is one of those things and i totally agree with your think about the glossing over because they do go pretty fast from he's using a baby monitor to convince me that if I don't have his baby by the time I'm 16 I will be vaporized and my soul will be destroyed Yeah, (laughs) my sister will be taken my dad will be killed to operating high functioning person that's definitely been to some therapy adult Mm. Uh, but yeah, it, it tells the story. Uh, what the Olympic thing was called at at the heart of gold or at a heart of gold? I think Something it's at like the heart that. of gold. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. It's it, really, really, really good as well. Once again, another another horrific thing. Um, it's like how many people need to come forward before? So this is the, like I understand. I there's two there's two schools of thought in this, right? And I understand both, but I don't think either is right. I think both should be acted upon. I think there's a school of thought where when someone raises something, investigation should be done and taken serious, right? And then there's the other side of that, which is you can't believe everything everyone says because that leads to satanic panic you know like it, it leads it leads on that level as well of you can't believe on face value everything a child says you know what you can do you can investigate into it though you have to knock them doors and be like like the fucking gestapo like prying into things but a bit of investigation a bit of a background check a bit of like communicating with other police departments small things um do a bit of work i think there's can a space in between those that. tapes you play well you just sleep with your friend's children yeah you know uh, satanic panic it would be like if in that you uh listen to the records and it really was like (laughs) (laughs) yeah there is there's that there's that like like no one's seeing open a full investigation into an entire thing based on the, the you know the the testimony of one child but if you investigate it chances are you might find some evidence if it's there and then guess what? You get to enact upon that evidence. That's the cool thing about justice. You get to find the evidence and then prosecute. Um, rather than prosecute and then try and find the evidence. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very eye-opening, very extreme um, case scenario for a documentary to, to go. And these things, that they are food for thought, for, for sure. But at the same time... Um, as I like to do at all the wrap of all these things, these are exceptional circumstances. Um, so yeah, you don't have to go upstairs and hug your kids a little harder than you generally would be. But you know, if your neighbour wants to spend time with them, maybe just question that before you say yes. Um, there we are. That's uh, Duncan's final thoughts. Be uh, good to yourself and each other. Um, 
Dern, 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 Dern. Uh, you are a you are a, a man that podcasts. You do some stuff. Uh, let the listeners out there know where they can check out your stuff. Uh, the the primary way is look up psychosemantic one word psychosemantic podcast psychosemantic cast is in pretty much anywhere you look except for I you have to look a little bit harder to find me on Spotify because I used to use uh, copyrighted music or something I don't know or I used too long of a clip from a movie they didn't tell me what it was but um, yeah. Uh, but you could find that in the Legion podcast feed. Mm. Uh, Psycho Semantic Cast is part of the Legion podcast network. And um, yeah, uh, let's see. If if I am still on Twitter at the time that you hear this, I don't <laughs> even know what's going on over there. It is at political movies, but everywhere else it is Psycho Semantic. One word. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much for doing this, Darren. I know for a fact we'll be doing it again next year. <laughs> Because it's tradition. We shall. Um, be another movie about the failures of adults and the <laughs> systems set in place to protect the innocent and the weak. Yeah, I'm so glad that they, you know, when they when they fail there and they spectacularly fail. <laughs> it's not as if there's, I don't know, a backup in there just to make sure if one system fails, the other one's there to pick up the pieces. Yeah. There we go interesting on that happy note i'm going to take my final break of this episode when i come back i'm closing out the show and i'm doing it right after this you're listening to the podcast under the stairs And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been episode 422. This has been the final listener choice episode of this December and the last week of our podcast being in the year of our Lord 2022. We did a true crime doc as suggested and selected by you fine listeners out there abducted in plain sight. A big thanks to my guest Darren Wilson who joined me as is tradition on these episodes. Okay, what do we have left for the rest of the week, ladies and gents? Like I said at the start, um, on Wednesday we'll be doing the Russian Roulette franchise retro on the Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise. We'll be doing the fifth instalment, aka the Toymaker, as well as the sixth instalment, aka the remake called Silent Night, with Ricky Morgan and Lee Russell joining me respectively. On Thursday, the very final Movie Club episode drops with listener reviews of my selection, Coherence. More detail on that episode about where you should be going after that to keep in in touch, involved, all of the above, with movie club stuff. On Friday, this is why I'm kind of doing the ending a little bit different today. On Friday, this Friday coming, we will be doing, for you ladies and gents out there, a live Christmas party in the Facebook group page, 1030 UK time Friday the 23rd. In that we'll be doing a little live Q&A we'll be uh, having a bit of a having a bit of a blast and also we'll be doing a live horror quiz. Now I'll be using a uh, app called Kahoot and yeah you can get it for your phone. It's a ton of fun to do. I'll be posting more details in the Facebook group page this week on when to download it how you activate it, and then on the show, I think it allows up to 20, so in theory, 20 people can join that to take part. So, yeah, it'll be multiple choice, it'll be a ton of fun, 
won't be too difficult or will it? But yeah, you can jump in and do that. Then finally, on Saturday the 24th, aka Christmas Eve, you get our Christmas Eve commentary where myself, the Baz, and hopefully Scott and Liam from Scott and Liam vs. Evil will join together. So that's the Jaws of Shite team joining together to do a commentary on the absolute abomination of cinema, which is The Ledge from 2022. Um, generally, this is be where I would go into places you can check out the show and all the rest but I'm not going to do that I'm not going to do that mostly because this is the second to last recording that I've got to do now I think before we close the doors and at the stage that I'm recording this some two and a half weeks out from Christmas Eve I'm I'm feeling good I'm feeling funky and I'm feeling like you don't need to hear all those things at the end of this episode so all I'm going to say is thank you very much to everyone for taking part in listener choice december we do it every year every year it's so fun even when the movies you pick are utterly naff it's the conversations and the the interactivity on the facebook group page that genuinely warms my heart facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapots cast is how you can get involved over there with that being said and that being done i think it is time to bring us out of here. So ladies and gents, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off.